warning. The following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing. I had the operation to get unchoded. Movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Qs, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I'm your host, Sam, and I am joined this week by one of my usuals, only one of my usuals, just one of my usuals, Kahu. How are you doing, Kahu? Just one of your usuals, and a bit like my life, uh, being a bit uncharted. We'll see what happens here. Jeez, that's a depressing start, isn't it? Fuck off, man. Jesus. <laughs> Do you want to be here? Do you actually want to be doing this, Kahu? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you're here anyway. Hey, so we did Armageddon last week, and we did this this week. That's two action movies in a row. Is this the most action you've seen in years? Uh, yes. Yes. You could, you could stick Uncharted to that as well. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kahu. Uh, let's get into it. Uncharted just come out, based on the video game, stars Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, has a score of 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 40% on Rotten Tomatoes, 47% on Metacritic. What's the plot? What's the plot, Kahu? What's the plot? Okay, a young Nathan Drake is uh, recruited by an older, we won't say crim, but close to it, uh, Victor Sullivan, uh, to find the long-lost Ferdinand Magellan's treasure hoard. Yeah, we'll leave it at that and we'll get into it. If you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 questions about it. We start with 10 that can be applied to any film. We then move through three personal questions that we thought of while we're watching this film. If there's three of us, if there's not, we do 13 that can be applied to any film. And then we end on a Patreon question. And the one we always start with, compliment sandwich. One thing good, one thing bad, one thing good if we liked it. Or one thing bad, one thing good, or one thing bad if we didn't like it. I'm at a a crossroads of you here because we walked out and... We both went to talk about it, and then we just both walked away, just ditched each other on the mall without even saying goodbye, eh? Yeah. Your um, son thought we'd had a spat or something. It was... <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I did get the impression that your opinion of this is going to be very similar to mine. Mm-hmm. I didn't, didn't sense uh, too much kind of excitement or energy after we walked out of that film. So I'm going to start with a good thing, and it's that some of the acting is okay. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Tom Holland is his usual self. He's, you know, he's not bad, wisecracking, full of beans. And Antonio Banderas, as he always does, adds a bit of gravitas to the film. It would be too easy to find a bad thing in saying <laughs> the rest of the acting is awful, but I'm I'm not going to go there. You you might go there. We'll see. My bad thing is that the the score, the music in this film is just so unmemorable, and I just read that Roman Jawadi yeah. is the composer, and he's one of yes. the most, you know, responsible for the Game of Thrones theme. I was uh, just about to say, if anybody doesn't know who that is, Westworld as well, I think, and a whole bunch of films. Yeah. Maybe he got one of his underlings to do it, I don't know, but yeah, and I didn't just notice that after I found out he did it. Like, when I was watching the film, there was just no kind of ambience to the film. Like, mm. there, was, there was none of that at all. So, yeah, when I, when I read that he was the, in charge of the music, um, that was really surprising. So a bad thing on that front. And I'm going to finish with a good thing. Wow! And that is that I like the visuals, you know? They, <laughs> they traveled around the place. There was some well-constructed, but... 
Fast 9 level stupid action scenes, but they were fun, you know? Jumping out of a moving plane, fighting bad guys while that's happening, the helicopter chase with the boats. It was bonkers, but it was fun. And that's sort of what I expected from this movie. And I'll lay it out there straight away. I have played the three main games of this on PlayStation. Isn't there four? Yeah, I haven't played the full one. I played the first three. <laughs> and, you know, I didn't expect a lot from this film, but it was okay. So I'm going to give it out of golden bars, maybe. Golden bars, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm going to give it five and a half thousand golden bars. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was it was okay. Close to a shit sandwich. But yeah, close. Middle of the road, right? Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah, my first good thing. Yeah, I agree with you. In fact, my compliment sandwich is incredibly fucking similar to yours. <laughs> my other good thing, Holland is charming as hell. My first good thing, yeah, the action scenes are like, it's funny because I wrote, I tried to write frantic and my phone's autocorrected to generic. So I'm looking at my notes now, I was like, action scenes are generic and beautiful. <laughs> Yay. I'm like, yeah, that's, that's right. action scenes. Generic and beautiful. But they, they are, man. Like these, these action scenes are like very well shot. And mm. maybe this is because we watched Armageddon last week and yeah. the CGI and the shit didn't hold up. Yeah. But like at the same time, like, you know, the, the airplane scene was really good. The heist of the thing was really good, you know, mm. when he's running around, he's jumping onto the thing and all that sort of stuff. If you turn your brain off and forget about what's actually, you know, the contrivances of some of these action scenes, mm. they're awesome. And that, unfortunately, is my bad thing, was how many fucking times did I, like, exhale and go, oh, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> During the movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. There was too many contrivances, so many that I'll get through them by the time we finish. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. peppered my answers into these questions of, like, by the way, what the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, I think there was one point in particular where we looked at each other like, just like, are we missing a scene here? You know? I'm just going to give it a little spoiler. Captain Flip Flop. That's what I'm going to call somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to be my nickname for a certain person, Captain fucking Flip Flop. That's all I can <laughs> say about him at this point in time. So yeah, score out of 10,000, 6,112. Like it's a, it's a three out of five. It's a six out of 10. Yeah. It's a, just a, like a, Kind of, not solid, but, you know, just like just over. Yeah. But there's an, an, enough here, man. There's enough here to be enjoyable. Yeah, it's it's a movie where if you like this kind of genre, it's worth going to. If you don't, I'd give it a miss. Go see something else. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I guess just on the comparison to Armageddon the other week as well, if this had gone another half hour, would have been a shit sandwich. Oh, fuck yes. Yeah. This there's another good thing. It had a nice amount of runtime. Yeah, there wasn't enough there that you're like, oh god, just fucking end it, you know? Yeah, I'm just gonna throw this out there. By the way, we had a Stacey answer, um, for this for this whole film. Stacey didn't go and see this film. Stacey, hence why there's only two of us doing this. Much he was like, nah, Liz is actually gonna see it tomorrow, and she's gonna appear, and we watch the thing and do it, but. Gonna be fucked waiting around to record with her because I got a busy fucking weekend. Sorry, Liz. Sorry, Liz. And then, um, but but I'm just gonna throw out the Stacey answer to this, which was at the end of the film, you turned to your son who came to watch this and said, "What do you reckon, Noah? Did you enjoy that?" And Noah replied, "These seats are really comfy." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is like oh. a Stacey answer. Which is like during Eternals where she said, "Wow, this is really good," and I was yeah. like, "Wow, she's really enjoying it." She was talking about the fucking pizza she'd ordered. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, did uh, I think he quite liked it, but I, I didn't re- really want to be too critical of it in he's front of him because he's at that age too, where he hasn't seen that many films. Where yeah, like, yeah. you know, he watched this and be like, "Wow, that was really amazing." Yeah, you know, I remember being like that, and then you go back and rewatch them, listen to an episode <laughs> on Armageddon. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I just want to make a little um, announcement here as well and say, I'm sorry to all you Armageddon fans. I've, I've had quite a few of you message me and point out that, hey, you're usually the one that likes this sort of big dumb action. And maybe it was a little bit unnecessarily harsh on that. Maybe it's just Kahu and Liz that just bring me down. They just destroy my will. I don't think we were too harsh on that. <laughs> uh, in response to you, beautiful people, I'd just say all opinions are valued here. Yeah, exactly. We don't <laughs> care. Yeah. One of my favorite parts was um, that I hate fun and that I should just kill myself. Whereas, like, anyone that knows me knows that I kill fun and I hate myself. It's fucking completely different fucking, <laughs> completely different outlook here, guys, man. Fucking, come on. Anywho, let's move over to a quick fire round. First question. Oh, we're going to have the same answer, surely. How would you have incorporated Nicolas Cage into this film? I would have had him as the Scotsman henchman. Oh, yeah, okay. I, th- I thought that would have been fun. Um, the Scotsman was fun. He was actually kind of memorable for a yep. bit part player. I would have preferred an almost tie-in where we see the two boys quite young at the start of the film, and we just, like, if it just panned away, and it was like Nicolas Cage, like, we need to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Holy shit, National Treasure! This <laughs> yeah. movie the same fucking... <laughs> Crossover. Whoa! <laughs> Do that. Uh, next quick fire, which one of these characters would you get to babysit your kids? I'm going to go with Drake. He actually seems as though he has a bit of a... Which Drake? Uh, Sam Drake or Nate Drake? Nate Drake. Nate, okay. Nate we Drake? D- we don't know enough about Sam. Yeah. If, he, if he's a Sam, he's a fucking good cat. <laughs> yeah. He just seems like, even even though he steals stuff and he's up to mischief, he, he's got more of a heart of gold than the rest of them. You're going to come home to find anything of value in your house is gone, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's stealing fucking bracelets of random girls in the pub, man. He's... Yeah, but I mean, if you get a babysitter, your number one priority is for them to look after your kids. And he, he's not the type of person who would, you know, let the kids get into trouble. I think you've missed the easiest answer, which is the massive Scottish dude. <laughs> yeah, Come yeah. on. Your kids aren't going to backchat that guy at all because they're just going to get, I got a Scotland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can't understand the fucking word he was saying. It was great. It was part of the jokes. But at the same time, that guy's fucking loyal, man. That guy's mm-hmm. putting up with some shit. He's just following orders. That's what you want from a babysitter, right? Yeah, he's just following the coin. I don't care if he fucking murders people. That's what you want from a babysitter. <laughs> yeah, as long as he's not murdering your kids. We need a murderer to handle Fern, man. I've seen her throw tantrums. You need <laughs> you need a stone-cold psychopath to handle that girl when she's throwing a tantrum. <laughs> Next quick fire question. Uh, if you met this movie in a bar, would you bang this movie? I'll, I'll put it politely, hook up with this film. Would you recommend it to a friend or would you just jog the hell on? I think I'd just jog on. I always feel like if you're over a 6 out of 10, you're going to recommend it. Whereas under that, which you are, I always feel like you're never going to recommend that to anyone. You just... Nah. 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 Like, to put it bluntly, uh, I don't think I'll ever talk about this film again after tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd hook up with it. It's it's, There's enough flashiness. There's enough fun there. I'm a sad, lonely man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Fuck it, why not? I've got to fill in for Machu here, eh? <laughs> yeah. I've got to fill in for Machu. Yeah, you hang out in bars by yourself. <laughs> hey, you shut up. <laughs> Wife doesn't know about that. <laughs> Luckily, this isn't going out on the internet. Anyway, next question starts off our Patreon questions. This question comes courtesy of our man, Chris Yeni. You're the fucking man, Chris. You're the man. What's his question there, Kahu? His question is, and thank you, Chris, it's what song would you insert into this movie and where? ACDC. Big gun. And if you don't know when, you're, uh, you're a fucking moron. 
Nice. Ca- cannonball! Of course, you know, when he fires a cannonball at that uh, helicopter. That was dope. That was cool. I saw it coming a mile away, obviously. There was yeah, no way yeah. it was going to fail. Would have been better if it did. That would have been <laughs> way more of a surprise. Yeah. But yeah, just when he smokes that helicopter with the cannon. Yeah, big gun. ACDC. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, I'm going with the nautical theme. And it's going to be My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and the specific moment when the boat's crashing into the water and... uh was her name? Hitchcock or Hancock? Braddock. 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 Looks up and the ship's coming down. And that's when it'll go, when Celine goes, you're here. <laughs> That'd be brilliant. Oh my gosh. I'd love to see it. Do you reckon we got like a little nod to Titanic? There's that, there's an amazing scene during Titanic where one of the guys falls off the top of the boat, gets smoked by a propeller on the way yeah, down. And yeah, and then yeah, flops yeah. around and around. Listeners, I, I know this isn't a visual medium, but me and Kahu are both like doing the yeah, hands, hands up and down. waving and stuff being knocked over. Pointing to shit everywhere. Like There was a moment like that in this film. There was like a little snippet like that. And I was like, I wonder if that was a Titanic sort of, you know, with the boats going up and one of the bad guys got flew down and like got smoked. And I snorted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, oh, I wasn't paying enough attention, but did we get a Wilhelm scream at that point? Maybe. Mm. You you love your Wilhelm scream. I do love my Wilhelm screams. <sighs> anyway, uh, next question, also a Patreon question, comes courtesy of our mate Emily Higgins of the Tasteless Podcast. You guys know and love the Tasteless Podcast. It is a podcast which compares two films. One that she feels doesn't get the love it deserves. She compares that to a film that everybody knows. I was on recently to say about how the 2002 black comedy Deaf to Smoochie is way better than Batman Begins. So that was her episode 200. Go check that out. If you want to hear me talk about two men dressing up as animals and trying to make the world a better place and why Deaf to Smoochie is a much better version of that film. Anyway, her question, what movie would you pair of this to make a double feature? Uh, you've already mentioned it and I'm going to go with National Treasure. <laughs> really? Just a fundamentally better film. Fuck, <laughs> now there's a call. Yeah. That's a film I haven't watched in... 17 years? Watched it when it came out? Don't think I've seen it since. Yeah, I think it Maybe just... Maybe we should throw this... We seem to be leading one on to another of these films. Maybe, yeah. I think it just... It just kind of nails its genre quite well, I think, that film. But yeah, I think the these two films obviously have similarities, but National Treasure is just a bit better, and you'll see in the next few questions why I think that. Okay. Uh, the easy answer for me was going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like I, I, I jotted that down originally because we get a scene in Raiders where it's like snakes, why do it have to be snakes? And we get a scene in this film where he goes, nuns, why does it always have to be nuns? And I was like, oh, that's a little nod to Raiders. That's pretty cool. They do mention Indiana Jones about 20 seconds after that in the film, by the way. Yeah. But I was like, that was kind of cool. And then I, yeah, just gave up and just had that. I couldn't be fucked trying to think of something else. <laughs> I was like, go with an obscure action film or like, you know, adventure film that no one knows about, you know, yeah, show yeah. my full nerdery here. And then I was like, man, who cares? <laughs> African Queen, there's a good one from the 40s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's worth a, worth a crack. Yeah. Bogart being Indiana Jones before Indiana Jones was a thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe that. Anyway, what's the next question there, Kahu? Yep. Question seven. What was the biggest dick move in this film? I've got to hand it to it. This film surprised me. This is going to be one of my compliments, is when Braddock slits Antonio Banderas' throat. Mm. Does this old man in? Sure, fine, whatever. That was telegraphed and obvious from fucking the get-go. Mm. But when Antonio Banderas died, I was like, holy shit. 
This is like this is like a quite decent twist. Yeah. The, <laughs> the thing about that scene was, and I, I may as well mention it now, is that you know, obviously the whole reason in films, well, and like reality, I guess, that people slit throats is that, you know, hits the vein, people die quickly, lots of blood, all of that shit. He was, there was like no blood <laughs> in this whole scene. And they showed him quite a few times after it happened. Trying to keep the PG rating, maybe? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, what it, that's what it seemed like. And I just well, the PG-13 or whatever it was yeah, called in America. That, yeah, that was a bit odd. And also all the... All the mercenaries in that scene were just like, hmm. when that happened, <laughs> they just nodded their heads briefly. Yeah. That was weird, right? It was like, weird. He's their employer, and now she's like, oh, you know, you work for me now. And they would have been like, what fucking money do you have? Yeah. You ain't yeah. got shit. Yeah, all on the promise that they were going to find this treasure. Yeah, exactly. And they've seen her slit a throat. They're like, yeah. can't trust her. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised one of them doesn't blow her head off right there. Yeah. While we're talking about why didn't somebody just blow her head off, how about the scene in the diner where Mark Wahlberg has a gun pointed at her and then just for some reason just leaves her, you yeah. know, like lets her continue on, like has the chance to shoot her and remove this annoying person from his fucking life and instead just like, yeah, might as well keep her alive because fucking movie needs it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The contrivances wow. are coming out. <laughs> wow. Which goes straight into my answer with the biggest dick move is the lazy writers in this film. <laughs> Everything was just, oh, so, so convenient and lazy. And it started immediately with the whole flashback trope yep. and the opening scene. Yep. Meaning that all the danger that then went on up until when that point happened later in the movie was just so underwhelming. God, I hate that, eh? Yeah. You know, the main character's never going to die. Mm. You know that. You mm. know they've got plot armor. You know they're invincible. Like, you, you know there's no way they're ever going to die. Mm. I would love it if Marvel, I'm talking to you now, uh, Kevin Feige, <laughs> I know you listen to this podcast because I know you, you know how much I love you, Kevin Feige, and all the work that you've done. But I, I just want like a Marvel film of like a quite well-respected, well-known Marvel character where that dude just eats shit and dies at the, in the film and then the villain wins and then he becomes the, the rest of the franchise. Like here's an example, like Doctor Strange, right? Mm. Imagine if Doctor Strange had just straight up died at the end of his film, like the end of Doctor Strange, and yeah. then the two that followed on were like the Cassilia story or like Baron Mordo's story. Yeah, you'd yeah. be like, holy shit, Marvel's taking some fucking chances here. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. there we go. Challenge you. Do a do a no, don't do Daredevil. This is the problem I have. All this affinity to all these Marvel characters that I'm like. Do Wonder Man. There you go. Do Wonder Man. Put him out there. Kill him. I don't care. Yeah. Publicize it heaps that he's got his own film. Yes. And then kill him. <laughs> yeah. Give him his own franchise. The guy, the actor signed up for three films. Do all that sort of shit. Do like you normally do Marvel and then just kill him. Like yeah. imagine if Ant-Man had just died at the start, end of his first film. And then the Ant-Man 2 was just the Wasp. You know what I mean? It would have been like, wow, this is cool. This well, is I awesome. mean, they, they did sort of try and do that in the Avengers franchise, but then... Yeah. You know, they had to go back and change time and all of that shit. <laughs> Stop talking about one of the best films ever, Kahu. <laughs> uh, moves us over to another Patreon question. This one comes courtesy of uh, Julio of the Contrarians podcast, an awesome podcast which rages against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. So they'll take a film that's universally beloved and argue why it's rubbish before doing their real talk. Or they'll take a film typically under 40%. Uncharted sitting at 40%. Mm, they might do that one. Might do this film and sort of argue why it's uh, the second coming of Christ in a lot of ways, basically. 
and uh, yeah, and why it deserves a lot more love than it gets, and then yeah, it just does real talk at the end. I've been on there once. We did Howard the Duck. If you want to go listen to me talk about the true start of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it was a it was a hell of a time. Anyway, what's this question there, Kahu? <laughs> yeah, question eight. What's your most controversial opinion about this movie? Easily that they killed off the two most interesting characters in this whole entire film, the ones that I cared about. Like, we were, like we've just been talking about. Braddock, I wanted to see more of her, and Antonio mm. Banderas' characters. Those were the two that I was, like, invested in and thought, wow, these guys have, I don't know, enough substance here to make something out of it. Mm. Drake, Nate Drake, and Sully, pass. Mm. You know, I was, I would, if Mark Wahlberg had fouled to his death at the end there, I probably would have laughed. You know, like, I didn't care. Well, Mark Blandberg, I should call him. Yeah, then. how badly was his character developed? Yeah. Like, nothing at all. He basically just turned up in the movie and was this generic kind of happy-go-lucky sort of anti-hero. Yeah. Like, nothing at all to him. And, and I'll just say, like, the other girl whose character name I've completely forgotten and was absolutely terrible. Uh, Chloe? Chloe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Californian actress that somehow had an Australian accent in some scenes. That, that, didn't. that was so weird because, so in the game, she's English. Oh, fuck, right. Um, but <laughs> This is Ben Affleck and Armageddon trying to do an English accent, but he sounds Australian. <laughs> yeah, I picked up the same thing. Like she was, she sounded Australian most of the time. And then towards the end of some some sentences, she kind of just drifted into a bit of an English accent as well. It yes. was just weird. Like, it was weird as hell. Yeah. It was, and I, I'm terrible at picking up accents in films, and I could spot it a mile away. Yeah. It, it was, was such a mishmash, eh? It was just so, like, jarring. Yeah, yeah. Just totally jarring. Yeah. It was just like, stick to being American because you're kind of all over the place with everything else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The other thing too is there's what seven thousand English actresses working in Hollywood at the moment. Get Daisy Ridley. Get one. You know. Yeah, yeah. Get, get one of these other ones that would probably do it. But I suppose they lost most of their money on Warburg and Holland. That they were like, well, yeah. And Antonio Banderas probably did a five million dollar cameo. You know. Yeah, so, yeah. He probably turned up for a day to shoot all the scenes. Yeah. So I get to drive around in a flash car, wear really nice stuff, bid on, put it in an auction, and then kill my dad. Sweet, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> You don't get to kill your real dad. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Gutted. What about you? What was your most controversial opinion? Um, I'm going straight back to lazy writing again, and that's... These, these are lazy answers, bro. You're going to call out lazy writing. You can't start using the fucking same answers over and over again. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... Who's it's, lazy? It's a specific thing about the lazy writing, and that's the the cross keys that they use. They just use them for like everything to solve problems they have to get past for about an hour yeah and that's and and then to top it off it's like hmm we're stuck at this but let's stick the crosses together yeah and that works and it's like so these guys hundreds of years ago are trying to kind of cover their tracks about where this gold is and so they'll just use the same key for most of the way there to find this stuff. Like, it was just, it was just terrible. What, what I couldn't get over was the fact that they went to this, you know, church and then one of them went to heaven, one of them went to hell. Fine, whatever. Cool. Yeah. And then they ended up in a nightclub. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they went through this tunnels and I was like, oh, this is kind of like indie, you know, they're going through tunnels and they're trying to work out where they're going and then they're in a nightclub. 
And it's just like they could have just fucking started there. Like I know they didn't know to just start there, but you're just sitting there going, what the fuck, surely? Like to the point where they probably could have found schematics, underground schematics, and like looked at those and gone, oh, just we just go there. We don't even need to get past this. And then the other thing too is that this giant Roman thing in Barcelona is untouched with those vases, their perfect pristine conditions. Some fucking person would have found them. Yeah. Oh, you can't. Especially when it's right behind a bar. Yeah, right behind a bar. Somebody can see it from the grill trying to tell me that that stuff's just been left there completely untouched underneath some dude's house. Like the ground hasn't collapsed. They haven't had some structural surveyor or out like there, civil engineer out there, checking the ground to make sure they can put a road and house and shit over there. dancing in that bar makes them crush to pieces. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, the contrivances are coming out. <laughs> at, at that point in the movie, I was like, I mean, I've never been to Barcelona, but what's the topography of this place look like? It's pretty flat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, how how steep does this kind of thing have to be for this bar to be accessible from street level? Yeah. And and that was the other thing. I was like, why don't you just create a distraction like you did with the fire at the bar and run out the actual entrance to get out of this bar and then come <laughs> exactly. back later? Exactly. <laughs> Instead of it being like, oh, no, we're going to get in here right now. Exactly. Oh. Go find your mate Sully who who knows that people are after him. Yeah. You know, go grab your mate Sully and come back. Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? It's it sort of alluded to a bit that maybe one of the henchmen was standing by the entrance, but didn't make it clear. And there was kind of quite a lot of that in this movie of having to kind of join the dots of what had happened between scenes. But I don't know if you noticed this, though. Like, it wouldn't even matter if there's a guy by the door because he could just flip, jump, like, around the side of it. He, it's almost like he's Spider-Man, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. he's almost like, like, I don't know. I don't know who Spider-Man is anymore, but it's almost like this guy could be Spider-Man. You know, like, that whole memory of who Spider-Man has, is, has been wiped out of my brain. But, you know, you could almost think this guy was. I read a book by this guy, Flash, who told me he was. But, you know, could be, almost be. Could have been. Could have been. Question number nine was also a Patreon question. This one comes courtesy of our mate Nick Haskins of Nicholas Kitchen. Nicholas Kitchen is an awesome cooking podcast. It's more than just that. It's about uh, being good to yourself, being good to each other. It's a real good slice of life. Anywho, his question, what type of meal is this film? Um, I'm going for a meal of ice cream, especially... A meal of ice cream? Yeah. And uh, rum and raisin ice cream made with black heart rum because everybody in this film just changes allegiances whenever they want to. <laughs> and it fits with the pirate theme. It's true. It is true. I do I do love how Tom Holland is like, you know, Mark Wilbur's, I need you to do this for me. Nah, no way. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, just like flip-flopping in entire scenes, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like just... What is this guy doing? Yeah, just just let me go over cry looking at postcards from my brother, and then sure, I'll, I mean, I'll agree to anything. That, I'll, that I'll one even was, get you a cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let me get you a cat. That one wasn't so bad, but there was a one later where he was like, "I'm out." No, I'm in. You know, yeah, it was like yeah, in the same yeah. scene. I was like, "What the fuck is this dude doing?" I think we looked at each other too. We're like, did we miss something here? Like, yeah, have they edited out a scene <laughs> where all this makes sense? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I went with a medium priced chicken salad. It's you know what you expected. It tastes good. It's all right in parts. You're never going to fucking rave about it. You're never going to go home and tell people about this chicken salad you had that was amazing. Well, I don't know. Maybe you do, but I don't think <laughs> I've ever raved about a chicken salad to anyone before in my life. It was that. Uh, question 10 is, what important life lesson did you learn from this film? Helicopters can lift anything. 
It's true. <laughs> true. Even like rickety old boats that haven't been treated in years that are still able to be sailed and still hold in one place, you know, like still have the structural stability to stay together and be lifted out of a hole. <laughs> And not like collapse into fifty different pieces when they get yanked from yeah, this uh, where they've been sitting. Away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there there was a bit of an argument that you know, if it's stuck in a big cave, it's a dry environment. Maybe it's been preserved, but it wasn't. <laughs> it was open to the sky. It was it's been getting rained on for centuries. Exactly. It would have been rained on, warped on. It would have been everything. Like yeah, know. yeah, and yeah, that that timber would have been crazy heavy and filled with gold too. That's right. Uh, the, the one I learned is that if I try to give away my fortune, my son will kill me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's move us over to question number 11, making a triumphant return. I've just realized I've written down seven different answers and they're all worse than each other. But, uh, what would be the porn parody name for this film? Kahu? The Circle of Trust. (laughs) Make of that what you will. You need to download more porn parodies, bro, so you can see how shit some of these names are. What have we got here? Come charted, come started, unchoded. Yeah, there we go. That was what I settled on. Unchoded. It's going to star Nathan Dork, and Nathan Dork is sick of being having a chode, and so he wants to be unchoded. So he travels the world looking for the golden fleece light, which is going to unchode him when he uses the golden fleece light. Sure, why not? Who fucking? What am I talking about? He's got space dementia. Uh, question number twelve. What is it there, Kahu? What deep philosophical debate arose in you during this film? Is Mark Wahlberg... No, okay, fuck it. I mean, I, I know the answer to this, but is Mark Wahlberg in this film to make Tom Holland look tall? And I'm saying this from the perspective of me and Machu started texting after this movie, and I said, I'm pretty sure Mark Wahlberg's in this to make Tom Holland look tall. Uh, oh, yeah, you did too. And I, so I said to Machu, pretty sure we could get a job in, in the sequel, <laughs> making him look like a tall, beefy dude. And Machu replied, bro, would make him look real tall. Yeah, you're right, though. He's only four centimetres. So what's that, like an inch and a half? Yeah. Taller than Tom Holland. Yeah, we, we, me and Machu are around that height combined. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was the easiest one. The The other one I was thinking was, fucking how dead is Sully's cat right now? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, poor cat. Yeah, he was getting some dude to feed him, eh? But he didn't think he was going to feed him. Yeah. My only other one was, I'm just running through everything I've got now. I'm just doing a dump (laughs) of everything I was thinking of this film. Uh, Was, does Braddock have teleportation powers? Because we see her spot Mark Wilberg leaving with that key, and then she's like right outside the building in the perfect location to stop him. Oh, yeah, in the the hallway, eh? In the hallway outside the building. She pretty much teleports from inside and behind him to be in front of him and outside (laughs) in the perfect spot. I'm like, come on. How good would it have been if she had walked down the hallway carrying some roses, flicked it open, and she had like her little knife thing? Are you previewing a film that we are doing next week, hopefully? Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) I would have given an extra half mark to this film if that had happened. Or would I? No. No. So you get 5,500 and a half. Is that <laughs> yeah. what I'm hearing? Half a, half a thousand. Half a thousand. 500. <laughs> <laughs> Which is half a thousand? He's got space dementia. <laughs> uh, oh, I love your work, Kahu. Uh, okay, my answer is, would I be okay with just a few kgs of gold as opposed to five billions dollars of it? Well, you'd be happy you got something, right? 
And, and I feel like this is what I felt like as a contrivance. But at the same time, like we knew there was no way they could get all this money because then they'd be billionaires and would never have a sequel. Yeah, it's given them enough money to set them up for a future film, which might be an answer to one of your questions coming soon. <laughs> Maybe. I, I was, uh, Sully was just so dismissive. He was like, "Oh, it's the." It's the government of the Philippines property now. It's like, well, how how quickly did they expect to get away for them not to be caught if the government yeah. of the Philippines is there pretty much immediately? How far can a helicopter fly with a boat attached to it? Like, are they going to yeah. escape the Philippines? Well, they were gonna they were gonna drop them on that kind of cargo boat, eh? Yeah, but that's not their cargo boat. Yeah, so they were going to drop them on the cargo boat, but yeah, yeah it's not like well, where was the end game? They're just going to fly the helicopter until they run out of gas and then. Crash in the middle of the Pacific somewhere? Well, it seemed like if once they picked them up and put them on their own cargo boat, that was sweet. But as soon as it hit the water again, it was gone. Property of the Philippines. But they didn't have their own like, cargo boat. That was quick, Braddock's cargo yeah, boat. Yeah, I know. But yeah. even still, like, if that had happened, yeah. how quickly was that cargo boat going to get away? Like, <laughs> it was bizarre. Well, maybe maybe they'd, they'd put the sails up on those old boats and go extra fast. <laughs> Those things were fucking designed to travel the entire fucking globe, bro. Well, that's solid. I'm, I'm sure they they probably could have just sailed them away. Probably. Yeah. I mean, fuck, if they can be carried by a helicopter and then... Slip under radar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and those two definitely look like the sort of guys that have the seamanship to sail a boat from 500 years ago. They look totally like they could handle that whole boat yeah, by themselves. Exactly. Two-man crew. Exactly. Anyway, next question. I mean, we've gone through quite a few of these, but what was the most insane leap of logic in this film? And you'd think that up to this point would have very little left, but <laughs> it turns out that we have more. And mine is that two young, good-looking people would share a bed in a foreign city and nothing would happen. When with that, eh? Yeah, I did. When with that. Yeah. One good sleep while the other one stayed awake. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they were just, um, you know, you have that hot bedding thing, and one person sleeps in the bed, and they swap out. I don't know. Is that what my... you and your wife have going on? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> but it was pretty clear that one of them was sleepy on one side, and one was sleepy on the other. So, yeah. I don't know. That was like just another scene where we were left to join the dots. Uh, my one also relates to that scene. I hated the fact that he left the coordinates out like a pie baking on the windowsill that yeah. she then picked up and went, got it. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like she knows that he doesn't trust her any anything anymore. Like none of these people trust each other. No. Surely he's not going to leave that out. You know, they're going to suddenly flip flop. She's just betrayed him, you know, and then they're best friends again and sharing a hotel room. Like where the fuck did that come from? And... What a bizarre turn that she basically wasn't involved in the climax of the movie at all. At all. Like, exactly. She just turns up at the end with a big smile on her face. What a twist. She goes driving past and they're like, hey, look, there she is. Yeah. Which leads me to my next like, one. Yeah, okay, you go. <laughs> well, that was my other plot contrivance was the fact that, A, we see her at the end for no reason. He yeah. sent her, like, miles in the wrong direction. Yeah. And we, we basically get this map showing the, the bad guys landing in the west, right? Yeah. They're staying somewhere in the south. And then he sends her further north or something. Or yeah. No, he sends her to the south while he goes north. But this is a tiny little island. And he th- he knows where the bad guys are, right? But his idea is to sail a boat past them. They're like, <laughs> hey, guys. Yeah. And then they just chase. Of course, they're going to chase after yeah. him. That was ridiculous. He's good, like, why not go the other way? Yeah. Never have them after you. And then, like, even then, like, even the bad guys are chasing them. They see him go down this cave, and then they blow a hole in the cave. They know where to follow him, all that sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, how did they see the boat? 
you know, and, and let's just keep piling on this because I think it needs to be done. And maybe I just missed something here, but in the hotel room where he figures out that the two keys are compasses, does he just not like twist them around until they fit a convenient point on the map? Yeah, he does. But and th- that's the other part too. Is like it surely makes not a convenient part somewhere else on the map. Yeah, like we saw the way that angled. You know, that would you'd have a northern part and a southern part. Yeah, so you wouldn't know. Which like, one's did right? It make sense, or did he just go? Well, they obviously haven't just sunk it in the ocean, which conveniently enough was every other direction as it relates to this island. Yeah, true. Yeah. And like it was just ridiculous. But yeah, would have made more sense if she did like a Han Solo and a New Hope and turned up at a critical moment in the final fight, you know? <laughs> but she just sails past <laughs> with a smile on her face, like because she's going to be stoked that she's got no gold. <laughs> After he shoots his cannon at the helicopter and she shows up and goes, great shot, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah, girl. Nathan chode. <laughs> I mean, Nathan talk. I mean, unchoded. You can come blow this thing, girl. <laughs> let's oh, blow this thing and go just, home. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're really... um. Yeah, we're really dissected that final part of the movie. Haven't Patreons, we? if you want to hear us talk about this for another five hours, <laughs> yeah. let us know, and we will just fucking rant and rave about everything that's wrong with this movie. Lazy writing, the theme of this film. <laughs> still, still a compliment sandwich. Still enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, still enjoy it. Uh, anyway, it moves me over to personal questions. My first one is: What fundamental problem is stopping video games from being great movies? So we've had. Couple of good ones, but I don't think we're yet to have one of those all-time cinema classics that's based on a video game. So, what do you think? What do you reckon the problem is? Yeah, I, yeah, and it's a, it's actually a really good question. Surprisingly, <laughs> thanks, <From> Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the fact that video games are just, you know, their whole intention is to be generally fantastical and unrealistic. You know, yeah. How are you ever going to make a movie about Super Mario Brothers? That's you know, <laughs> and like. A memorable film. Yeah. Oh, Uh, that's memorable, bro. That film is memorable. Yeah. For all the wrong reasons. (laughs) Tomb Raider as well, you know? It's it's an unrealistic scenario. I mean, if if they did a movie of, say, The Last of Us, you know, that could be gritty and and pretty well done, but... They're making a TV series with Pedro Pascal. Oh, yes, they are too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, you know, may suffer a bit because the world's kind of over zombie type stuff. Yep. Yeah, it would have to be a very specific game that would lend itself well. Like Mortal Kombat, you know, how are you going to make that a memorable film? So so here's the problem I think video games have is that you're right, you get your Super Mario Brothers, which have no plot whatsoever. So how, how are you going to take that? Like you got your free range, right, to turn that into something, but, you know, you get the shit that we got. Uh, alternatively, something like this, Uncharted or your Tomb Raider or... Um, Final Fantasy, or use that as an example, or Fallout, or Grand Theft Auto, one of these games, they have such huge, massive plots mm. that any game that's based on that will just condense it down to just shit. You know what I mean? Assassin's Creed is a good example. How fucking unmemorable was that film? Like That was just the same thing where it's like they've got an interesting plot, but they've condensed it down to something that the fans hate it because it doesn't cover off all the shit that they loved in the video games. Yeah. Uh, your, your general public doesn't give a fuck about it. They're not invested. And then, like, talking about, like, Marvel films are done really well in, ta- in terms of taking comics and taking the best parts out of them and putting that into a film and then leaving all the other bullshit behind. And so comic fans are like, oh, this is fucking awesome. You know, I got to see fucking blah, blah, blah. I got to see Ant-Man turn into Giant Man. It's just like, wow, yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. At the same time, they're telling compelling stories and they've taken all the best parts out of them. 
Whereas I feel with video games, there's no middle ground. There's no game like that that's two hours long that you could turn into a fucking film, you know? Yeah, that's right. you got to make TV series. Like the new Halo TV series coming out. Hoping that's good because I've got, you know, it's a TV series. I've got enough time to tell a story. Mm. I feel like we need to have a great film get made and then they just need to rename it. So, like, there's the Mafia video game series. They need to rename Godfather and Godfather Part 2 to Mafia 1 and 2 yeah, or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only way you can do this. Because yeah. if you take it like, how, like a fucking awesome film and then basically turn it into, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you do see parallels a bit with um, book series that are transferred to film as well. Like yeah, yeah. Dark Tower, great example, you know. Yeah. Pretty amazing book series, but try and condense it into a two-hour movie. Average. Yeah, yeah, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, anywho. Uh, we were talking about the the ships in the cave. How the fuck did the Spanish sailors get that ship in that cave? Helicopters, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> nah, man, you're missing the 2021 plot device. Magnets. <laughs> Magnets. Um, I've got a couple of answers. The first one is that they they got it in there at low tide and then deliberately caused a rock fall, which is why the oh, yeah. the baddies were then able to yep. blow it up easily. The second, maybe they just beached them in there and then there was an earthquake and it raised up the, oh, yeah. the thing higher. Maybe global warming raised the sea levels. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Isolated global warming. I've got a better idea. I reckon they... Um Basically, like, aimed them straight at, they, they found the hole, right? And so they aimed the ship straight at the hole and then basically got a full head of tilter. Oh, I missed the most important part. They built a ramp. And so they ramped, <laughs> they just ramped, ramped these fucking boats <laughs> out of the water. Like, the wind caught them and then they just perfectly transcended over the crest of the hill and just down into the hole. Because we, they're pretty much indestructible until they're not. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Sure. I, I think I think our one word answer for that is unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. unbelievable. Okay, the next one is a secret question. I wrote it down and as a secret question. Ooh. I didn't want to tell Kahu what it was. So uh the question for me is that you you've played the video games, right? I have. So since you've played the video games, have you played the Tomb Raider video games as well, or do you just hate women? <laughs> <laughs> I've played Tomb Raider. <laughs> Not recently, but I have. I don't, I don't have a massive time for video games anymore, and the only reason I played Uncharted was because I had an operation and I had nothing to do for two weeks. That's right. So That was when he was uncharted. <laughs> yeah. I had the operation to get uncharted. <laughs> nice. Well, the secret question was, do you reckon your kids will kill you if you try to give away your family fortune, or do you reckon they're just going to kill you anyway? <laughs> Ooh. Tough call, tough call. Actually, a third answer to a question that you didn't ask. Yeah. I think I just confused myself. I think they'll kill me when they realize how little family fortune they have to get. <laughs> just taking an insurance policy on you. and like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then when he accidentally hit himself over the head with this baseball bat 17 times. <laughs> unfortunate accident. Anyway, Kahu, over to you for your questions. What do you got there? Yeah, so my first one, and, and the movie kind of alludes to this in the credit scenes, and that is, what are the chances of this getting a sequel? Uh, the chances are money. 
Money, money, money. (laughs) Let's see how much this makes at the box office. I don't know if it's going to rip it up. I don't know if it's going to tear it down. COVID-affected world, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I I think a lot of it will depend on that, but also it'll depend on Tom Holland. Like, all the other actors that survive, they'll be back. They've got nothing better to do. Yeah. But Tom Holland's obviously going places, and if he sees that this has been a bit of an unsuccessful movie, then he'll move on to whatever's next. True, yeah. Cool. Uh, My second question is, are Mark Wahlberg's performances turning him into a comedic version of the current Bruce Willis? (laughs) This is a great question, Kahu. I don't know what Mark Wahlberg was up to in this film. I feel like at some points Mark Wahlberg didn't realise he was in a film. I feel like at some points Mark Wahlberg knew he was in a film but didn't decide to act and thought it would be funny to not act. It was odd. It was a mixed performance. The thing I noticed uh, with his expressions in these films that his face does an expression, but his eyes don't do anything. <laughs> it's like his cold, dead shark eyes. Yeah, he's kind of there, but he's not committed. Hey, guy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, my last question is: What is Drake's brother Sam's backstory? Where has he been all this time? Well, he got a job teaching archaeology. He was a very successful archaeologist. Um, but he kept getting roped in on these crazy missions, uh, which was good for him because he, he had quite a lot of temptations at the university. Like he had one girl write love you on her eyelids, you know, like weird stuff like that. And um, yeah, he's he's just basically a rip off of Harrison Ford and uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. I like how we've managed to basically name drop the entire archaeology film genre into this movie. What are we missing? Yeah. Oh, National- Matthew McConaughey, Sahara. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brendan Fraser, the, yeah, the mummy. The mummy, oh. I guess. There it is. Yeah. But yeah, just about everything else. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Romancing the stone. <laughs> Anywho, that takes us down to our final question. Also, a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of our mates, Nerdrovert. You're the fucking man. You are. You're awesome. I love your work. His question, when was the perfect time for a bathroom break? Before they get on the plane to Barcelona, I think it was. Yep. Um, yep. So between, I guess, when they steal the key and they get to Barcelona. Basically, the, the games are all about, you know, going all over the world to follow random clues to find shit. Mm. And like half of this movie, they were stuck in New York. It's true. Yeah. My one was um, pretty much any time Captain Flip-Flop decides to do Captain Flip-Flop. So, so you get a real good like amount of time to do a bathroom break at the start when he first gets recruited by Sully. Like basically, when Sully says, "Hey, I need you to join me," go take a slash. You know he's going to join him. You know yeah. it's going to happen. Go take a slash. Go take a dump. That's your perfect time then for a dump. Then the, your slash is later on after she says to him, "Why didn't you ask him about what happened to your brother?" And then he asked him, and he's like, oh, yeah, I shot him. And he's like, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. You've got like about two milliseconds there to go take a slash and come back because he's like, I'm out. I'm done. Okay, I'm back in. I'm just here for my brother. Yeah, yeah. And then they're all matey at the end again. Exactly. Anywho, that is our conversation about Uncharted. 90, 90% of the time it was anyway. The other 10% <laughs> was just fucking other shit. But hey, there we go. Thank you, everyone, for listening and joining us on this endeavor. We will be back next week with another episode, and I have hinted at it. I don't know if we're going to make it happen because Machu is an incredibly hard man to nail down. Unless you are a very good-looking woman, it's hard to get time out of him. 
Yeah, maybe we need a catfish in Montunda to get him to turn oh, up. Oh, 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 oh. That is the best idea. We'll, I'll, I'll find some mate. We'll just set up a podcast studio in his garage, and then we'll just get him to walk in about, hey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> just... Oh, what are you guys up to? It take it would take him forty five minutes at least to figure it out, eh? Like, oh, you just got the time to sit down and talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? Oh, you know that movie that we were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not the movie he needs to watch again beforehand. He can just run it off the bat. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, potentially going to be doing Terminator Two. Oh, uh, and then obviously we're leading up to the Batman. Can't wait to do that. Anyway, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on. Facebook and Instagram at Move Reviews in 20 Qs. Find us on Twitter at Move Reviews in or send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com. Anywho, yeah, that's thanks from me. See you later.